Hey everybody, Gary Schaefer here, a portal opener and um, general cat herder and mistake maker actually often <laughs> gets things turned out. So, um, and this is over here. Hi, I'm Witchy Woman, Nola Nash. And, you know, it, it's been that summer, Carrie, I feel you. Uh, mistakes have been made, things, balls have been dropped, <laughs> but we are, we're getting back. It's okay. It's okay. We, we, we carry on. All is well. We okay, on. so we are delighted today to have with us an absolutely fabulous guest um, with a book that we both adored. So Loved it. This is the book right here. The uh, I keep wanting to put a the on there. Witch <laughs> of Wild Things by Raquel Vasquez Gilliland. Yeah. Raquel Vasquez Gilliland is a Mexican-American poet painter, wife, mother, aspiring micro-farmer, and novelist. In her work, she explores myths and folklore, as well as motherhood, plants, and the lineages of all things. So you know right now from that that we're going to be very excited to talk to her because okay. all of the things that we love. All of the things, all of the things that we love. I think that's why we liked her book so much, too. Because it's right. it is totally right up our street. Yeah, absolutely. Down our alley, in Down our, our alley. in our garden. In our garden. And it's totally in our garden. Not your garden. Your garden dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, not my garden. Nola's not garden. your garden. Um, my garden with the mutant plants. We do have a garden that is actually rather thriving right at the moment, but that that's because my Viking does the gardening. And you, the Viking a, has a garden. <laughs> my Viking does the gardening. The garden philosophy of the Viking is you throw everything out there. You just throw all the seeds out and see what happens, basically. And as he says, if they don't make it, they can't, you know, if they can't take it, they can't stay. And that's what happens. But he cares for them oh, and nurtures them. So it's all good. So Nola, you are shuffling yes. cards. Yes, I have, have a brand cards. new deck I happen to know. So tell us about the I deck. Do, I do. So this is the Ask the Witch deck, which I thought, whoa, as I knock it onto the floor. Um, this is the Ask the Witch deck. So let's, let's zoom in on the Ask the Witch. I got this in Salem. Um, that's one of the reasons why I've been so discombobulated is I have been out of town traveling quite a bit. And I spent a week in Salem. And when you go to Salem, you do and buy witchy things. And since we're doing Witch of Wild Things, I said, I have to get the witch deck out. Now, it's it's different than any other tarot deck I've had. Um, a lot of the, the descriptions are a lot more um, storytelling about kind of the, the characters that are on the cards and people who are on the cards. So it's interesting to kind of um, to look at tarot just a little bit differently. Cool. All deck. right. So okay. let's, let's pick a card. I will talk okay. amongst myself. Will you pick the amongst card? Amongst yourself. We do not choose okay. these ahead, by the way, no. y'all. No, we, we all end up picking something that's really perfect, it seems. So, yes. All right. Are you ready? All right. Yep. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. All right. What you got? Card we have is the star. I love this star card. Oh, it's like, I like the star. It's really cool. Um, and the interpretation of this one, we'll go with the, the witches, the, the ask the witch. So we'll ask the witch what they have to say about the card. And um, let's see. Aha, here we go. After a long journey, a heron, like a bird, returns to its home waters, bearing messages from the living, their hopes. Uh, it goes, goes on a while. We're not going to read all of it. Um, <laughs> 
What exactly is the art of witchcraft? So much more than potions and rituals, it's the poetic force of the imagination, the ability to perceive bridges and pathways where most only see abysses and barriers, which I really like for the book. Yeah, so um, seeing things that other people don't see yeah. or in a different way. Absolutely. And I also like the messages from the non-living to the living part. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like it. The returning to the nest all kind of goes with the book. Um, our positive um, attributes to this particular, it's called the witch's spells. And there's the positive hope, inspiration, faith, healing, and spirituality and I like that for our book as well because there's some healing yeah. to be done um so good things good thing but we'll talk to Raquel and see what Raquel thinks yeah all right well okay let's go through the portal and hopefully Raquel will be there waiting for us are we ready all right yes. here we go Raquel, Raquel is here welcome I my both go <laughs> Both with the hands, like, ta-da! <laughs> question, of course, is where is here? So we're going to let Raquel tell us where we have found ourselves upon coming through the portal. Okay. Um, we are in the setting of my new novel, Witch of Wild Things. Um, and that's not the right card. This is, though. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Cranberry, a small town located near the coast of Virginia in the United States. Cranberry is full of oceanic scenic drives and trails, but what we're really invested, interested in is one particular indigo-hued home on the edge of the cliff. It is three stories tall, the third floor being the finished attic bedroom that sounds entirely full of ghosts during a howling storm. Neighbors say the old woman who owns the house, Nadia Flores, has often been seen pouring coffee in the earth for the dead. Nadia raises her three or she raised her three nieces here, named from eldest to youngest, Sage, Teal, and Skye. Skye unfortunately passed in an accident eight years ago, but locals swear sometimes you can still see the girl looking down at you from the attic windows. So welcome to the creepy and I think cozy cranberry. It's cozy. <laughs> there are a lot of cozy things. There's a lot of cozy things about Aunt Nadia's house as well. I like her house. I, I like Aunt Nadia too, but um, so as, as we enter this world, however, our main character Sage has had to come back um, to this place after being elsewhere for quite some time. And um, Sage is also, I, I want to talk about this a little bit, but Sage is also experiencing, you know, as the book begins, and this was what really drew me in right at the beginning, she's receiving gifts from um, somewhere, some on some not living person and she's she's worried there's there's something about if an ancestor gives you a gift you have to pay back or something isn't there isn't there something i i it's been a while since i read it so um the line first line of the book is something like my great aunt nadia always told me to never accept a gift from a ghost right that's reject. no no not to accept never to reject yeah my great aunt nadia says it's a bad idea to reject a gift from a ghost. It's because ghosts like to slide inside all kinds of worlds. I love that. First line That's a great line. <laughs> yep. And when the gift is coffee, I'm totally in. That's a gift <laughs> I'm accepting. Every I time. I need a ghost that would bring me coffee. I, 
<laughs> I'd be I'd be okay with that. Um, and it's special anytime. coffee. That's the other thing. It's not just any mm -hmm. coffee. It's special coffee. Yeah. But let's you talk know. about these gifts um, a little bit that um, these Flores women have. And, and I think the other thing that is really fabulous is the the whole premise of the book, which is somewhere back in the dawning of time. Um, one a Flores woman offended an ancestor, correct? Is that is that? And then, ever since then, every Flores woman has been cursed or blessed, depending on your point of view, um, with a special ability or gift. So these three sisters, Sage, um, Teal, and Sky, all had their own gifts. And do you want to start telling us um, about Sage's gift first? Because she's the main character. Yeah, I actually prepared a little summary. So each yeah. Laura's woman is born with a gift, like you just said. And Sage's gift is plants. She can hear the cells and consciousness of a plant and can communicate with them and ask them questions and hear their answers. And through sheer will, she can guide them to grow, to leaf out, and to flower. So that is Sage's gift is plants. And um, Teal, the next sister, her gift is controlling the weather through her emotions. But since she can't really control her emotions, she doesn't really control the weather. And the third sister, Sky, her gift was um, communication with animals. They're not, they're great Aunt Nadia. Her gift is like being psychic and knowing things she shouldn't know, which is super annoying for like your, your kind of like your mom to, or your maternal figure to know things that you don't want her to know. And they have a grandmother who is featured less in this book, but more in the next, um, Sonia, who her gift is to communicate and see ghosts. So... I'm glad we get to know more about Sonia and I'm glad we get to know more about Teal in the next book because they were fascinating characters to me and I had questions. So I'm glad to know that the next book is coming. And wait, wait Nola, things. next book? What are, what are you saying about a next book? Is there another book coming? Or she just said happened? there is. She just said in the next book, we get to know more about Sonia. I got all excited. <laughs> yes, Teal's book, it'll be coming out next year at this time. That's the schedule for it. And I can talk more about it in, in a little bit. I'll tell you more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. So, um, so and Sky, Sky at the time um, of the telling of this book, Sky, this is, you know, part of the mystery of the book, too, so it's okay for me to tell this. There's been a tragedy, and it's one reason why um, Sage didn't want to come home, because the tragedy is that something horrible happened to their little sister, Sky, many years ago, and um, she's blamed. Um by people and she blames herself we seem to see so now she has to come back where she's been kind of avoiding all of this um this would be a great place to talk about that card yes. let's talk about the tarot card because so in the witches the ask the witch tarot the story is about it's actually not about the guy here it's about the heron the bird in the back um the bird kind of returning to the nest um needing to kind of carry some messages from the living and the dead and kind of the back and forth between the two worlds, which I think kind of fits. What do you think? I mean, that, that seems like that sky's card is coming back in and kind of finding her light in the dark, um, things that, you know, as you're dealing with things, kind of things starting to feel to take that turn for the better. 
Right. And that basically describes Sage's whole situation of returning home and having all of this trauma and intergenerational trauma and her drama with her love interest, Ten, to work through. We love him. I I also, um, I didn't hear this when you talked about it or when you read from the book the first time, but about all the worlds, which is like a one of the um, world building aspects of the book is that mm-hmm. there's a belief that there are multiple worlds. Yeah. So. There was something about that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll find it. You can look amongst yourself. <laughs> yeah, Ra- Raquel, I believe like you, you are familiar with tarot, or you you've learned about it, right? Can you tell us a little bit about? That? Yeah, I'm actually I'm laughing because I'm like surrounded by my decks. Uh, I don't have a deck <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, I was taught in college by a third generation reader. So she was taught by her mother and she was taught by her mother. And actually she told me the star means you get your wish. That's right. that's what she said. And I can like I can see that Sage gets her wish of love and acceptance with her family and with Tennessee. Right. Yes. And we're gonna talk yes. about and um, but she has to go through all her bullshit to get to it and this is like i'll show off one of my favorite decks i got this um on etsy and it's like the traditional writer weight but it's done like a watercolor oh that's pretty um, oh, that's really pretty i got it from a seller on um sorry i slipped this up I can't, I don't know what's right and left when I do this. <laughs> we don't need it. It's a color called, uh, there we go, Dark Forest Tarot Cards on Etsy. Oh, so, Dark Forest. I got to look um, her up. So I got to share that one. I have plenty more of them. My favorite is uh, Tarot of the Pagan Cats because I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> Sometimes when you're reading through hard times, it's, it's great to see it in cats. Bring some levity to the situation. That's good advice. I need a funny tarot deck. That okay. Uh, shopping for uh, like I need any more, right? Carrie's over there going, Nola. <laughs> no, on. oh no, of course you do. You, I, I need more. I don't have very many. So um, it's never enough. Moving on though. So her wish. So we know that part of her wish is acceptance with her family and uh, you know making peace with her sister, perhaps. But then there's Tennessee. So we have to talk about. He's he is a heartthrob. For I fell in love with him. <laughs> So um, tell us a little bit about Ten. So Ten, um, Sage fell in love with Ten when they were in high school. They were teenagers. She fell in love with him uh, at first sight, basically. But she was too insecure and too, um, uh, what's the word? Like when you're overwhelmed by someone, intimidated, that's the word. Mm-hmm. When you're too intimidated to like talk to him in person. Or she tried and failed and then gave up on that. And then she, so she found out his AOL screen name, America Online, and instant messaged him on AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. And um, and they kind of fell in love virtually. He broke her heart before he graduated. And so she is like done with him. She doesn't want anything to do with him. He, in her mind, he, there's no redeeming what he did. But she has to move back home because she's broke and she needs a job and needs a place to live. She gets to work and she sees him there and he's assigned her partner for botany sleuthing, um, plant hunting. And she's like, (laughs) oh, no, he's 
he's so hot. He's even hotter, you know. <laughs> That's like your first impression is he's even hotter. So. It's so hard to be mad at him still. <laughs> he is, and he's nice too. That's the other thing. So, um, so nice. And then there's, you know, she's also trying to hide her gifts, which when you're, you know, when you're a plant witch and you're spending a whole bunch of time with the guy that you don't want to fall back in love with again um and you're hunting for plants it becomes a little bit difficult to That's conceal hard. the fact that perhaps you have some special some special plant abilities yeah um i just so berkeley my publisher just put um excerpts on their instagram and they tagged me in it. and it was i thought it was great because they they put up excerpts of all the spiciest parts. <laughs> they cut it off right before it got real spicy. And they put one part where they, when they were flirting, and she's trying to get basil leaves off his, like scruff, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, you call that flirting, you know? And I don't know, it just pops in my head. Just the uh, basil leaves in the <laughs> scruff. <laughs> like, yes, that's flirting when you're a plant witch. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> She could make it grow there if she wanted to. Speaking of what she can make do, so it's something we always like to ask is, you know, to give our, our uh, main character a little challenge in this world that, you know, how they would use their gifts. So um, out of curiosity, what might a plant witch like Sage be able to do if she was feeling threatened or attacked by somebody? Because, you know, plants. Plants. Um. They Kind of sit there and do nothing. Some and Carrie kills and, them, and I kill them. Um, <laughs> there, there will be revenge. There are plant ghosts, <laughs> I think, coming for me. But anyway, um, I think the first thing that comes to mind with plants is poison. Um, so Sage, she not only makes them grow and flower, she can control them so that they become, so that they can move around like they're animals and. I don't think she can unroot them, but she can make them grab and and things. So I guess the first thing I think of she can force feed someone poison with a plan. Mm. The next thing is in the book there is a scene where she almost chokes Amanda death with Virginia creeper vines. And vines I think are like um they're like ropes. So whatever yeah. you can do with the rope, she can do it with a vine. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. dangerous. It could be it a great adventure, <laughs> but it yeah. could also be very dangerous. Yes. And um, thinking about how we would apply this in, you know, Tarzan or Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's a great superhero um, power. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I guess Poison Ivy would be the closest. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Poison Ivy. But I, I like. I like Sage better than, you know, like Poison Ivy as a character. I like Sage better because you feel like, you know, she's just pretty real with it. <laughs> yeah. like. So less of the superhero and more of the don't ever talk to my sister that way again. I, I like that about her. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then the plants come and come get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were attitudinal with it. <laughs> right. Yeah, the plant. So, do you, do you, um, Raquel, do you have any sort of witchy plant abilities or tendencies or desires? Yeah, like I was, um, 
my yard isn't very large, but I have kind of filled it as much as I can with plants to the point where it's hard to walk around, but you know, you can sort of squeeze through in some spots. <laughs> and um, I've spent the last few years educating myself on decolonizing gardening and decolonizing um, landscaping. And I also teach classes on it. So some of the first things I teach are when I have people who want to learn about it is that the land is alive and full of spirits and the plants are alive and full of spirits. And when you garden or landscape on that level of connection, it's, it's, um, it's like a co-creating rather than the dominion of like, I'm going to grow Mm -hmm. things and trim them and spray them and no weeds ever and stuff like that. So it's not that it's the opposite mm-hmm. where, so for me, it's like my land I feel has, is telling me, please stop trying to grow so many vegetables. Like I only want to grow flowers. And so I'm trying to roll with that, you know, even though I really want tomatoes. So, so I go to my neighbors for more tomatoes and we, you know, I bring them flowers to kind of oh. compensate for that. And, um, and yeah, um, I do, I do love it's a gardening community you have. Yeah. Oh, there's so many gardeners here. It's, and it's really hard because we have um, one of the wettest climates in the country. So much rain and so much humidity. <laughs> so That would make it hard. It's like the roots would start to kind of get soggy and rot out and not, not really do what they need to do. <laughs> or everything starts getting covered in mildew. I have that problem. Yeah. Have so much rain. My squash are like dusty with yeah. mildew. I'm like, stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Hate that <laughs> but sage I, I like what you said though about the the, the co-creating because we were talking about sage being able to control things and hurt people with the plants but that's really not what she does she really is more it is more of a kind of a co- that communal that communicating and that partnership with the plants she's not forcing them necessarily to do anything that they don't want to do this is how she helps to care for them this is how she helps to kind of develop what's around her and cultivate and you know, she's not using them maliciously. She's in right. many ways, you know, really coexisting with them, which I like. Yeah, she asked for permission. And that's right. like the one thing I was taught growing up. And I read it later in a book called Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Walkimer, who is a native author and scientist. And that's what she taught. And I was like reading it. And she's like, you always ask permission to harvest or to plant or where do you want to be planted? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I was told growing up by my family, by my mom and right. grandmother. So that was, right. yeah. Or, or when to be planted. So, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything to the whole idea of, you know, lunar cycles and, and that sort of thing? Tell yeah. me how that done. I, um, I gotta I, learn more. I didn't get to plant by this moon this year because I had so little gardening time that just whenever I had it, free moment everything was just going in wherever I could fit it but I have this this is not for this year but the Marie Sun biodynamic calendar so the whole it's for sorry that's the poster that comes with it sorry I don't know right and left on here but it has like the days that's August I guess and then it shows you each color wrong finger so each color shows you (laughs) when to harvest roots when to plant leafy plants when to sow seeds and when not to to, uh garden because it's too chaotic 
in the unit in the cosmos. And I did that the year before last and I had amazing harvests. Um, this year I did it and a little less, a little less harvesting. Some I was going to ask you if it made a difference. I was going to ask if that did, if it made a difference. It seems to make a difference when the woman who helps me with my garden puts things in. She said the lunar cycle is what she does because her all, everything she plants does better than when I just stick them in the ground. And she said it's because she's using the lunar cycle to do that. So there's there's got to be something to it, at least for her, for Carol. But I didn't know about for you and if that actually made a difference when you did it. Well, the, um, the theory or the... The research behind it is that the moon is gravitational pull. It affects our bodies and the sea. And so it's going to affect the plants. So there's certain times of year when you want the water and the plants to be more in the roots for harvesting. Oh, there's certain times when you want to be more in the leaves well, or in the fruit. Sense. Yeah. And so that does make sense. That's kind I hadn't of thought about it that way. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. Yes. Okay. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll have a look at that book and me and plants will have a better relationship. You never know. So um, Raquel, really quick about the next book. We need to know about that. Does it have a new title? Does it have a title? Um, is there anything you can tell us about it? When will we see it out in the world? Yes, it will be scheduled to be released this time, same time as Witch of Wild Things next year. And um, so September-ish. It's for Teal, the next sister. It's her love story with Carter. You guys remember oh, Carter? I love Carter too. Um, and it's really about her struggle to, well, her big struggle to control her gifts um, and figuring out why she can't control it. Yeah. I don't know the title. A title has not been officially accepted my working title but it, i'll just say it is another witch of fill in the blank <laughs> theme all right well, love, are, i'm looking forward to that totally absolutely um people if you are looking to find raquel you can find her on the internet uh she has a website it's raquelvasquezgilliland.com and she's also on instagram as raquelvasquezgilliland underscore poet because she began this journey writing writing poetry and you can totally find that in her work because uh, her writing is extremely lyrical and beautiful yep. and um, it really yeah. is it's very beautiful and, and it is it is something that you you really do feel immersed in it's it's visually I mean in your imagination you create such such wonderful visual pictures it's almost lush and then which yeah. I guess is, is really good for say just story you do kind of feel like in some of the some of the scenes many of the scenes that's just very lush around you you can feel all of it I love it right we're very excited about your book and the sequel can you tell <laughs> and and again uh which of wild things out September 12th and you're going to want to read it and yep. we're going to want to read the sequel so yes, thank you for joining us for Cal we really appreciate it um, everybody please come back and see who we have on the other side of the portal in the next um, edition of the other worlds bye bye for now <laughs>